Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents. This is episode 103, the Grape Street Edition, with your host, Petey Steele. And your co-host, Elena Torres. And our guest today is somebody that we've known for a while. He just released a special uh, that you can find on YouTube. And probably if you check his social media other places, he'll tell you about it. But it's so good. You guys should check it out. Uh, you know, and this is a guy, when I started comedy, I saw him perform and he would do like a full 10 minutes just on almond milk. And I said, wow, this guy's going places. Uh, so please welcome the very funny Benji Himmelfar. Hello. I'm glad somebody remembers that bit. Yeah, that was a long, it was a long bit. That was, uh, that bit was 100% inspired by uh, Vivance extended release, 30 milligram. <laughs> I popped one of those and uh, it was time to write some new jokes for the open mics and I was like I got a lot of thoughts about alternative milks yeah. <laughs> seven yeah. minutes later yeah. I had nine jokes in a bit about yeah. milk and that was one of those bits that I loved and uh it seemed like that was a back that was a real back of the room bit and I remember I remember the being really proud of the jokes in the bit, but that the biggest laughs would be me being like, and another thing about milk, and that would get like the biggest laugh. <laughs> I remember you always looked like you were having a lot of fun doing it. It was like right when I started, you were getting like all the prime spots, and I'm like, wow, they're really letting this guy experiment. Go yeah, that's so funny. That's just a funny thing. I didn't even think about what a new comic would think. We'd be like, damn, this guy's just talking about milk. He's got the best spot of the night. He's fucking talking about he's talking about how almond milk isn't a real milk because it milk only comes from mammals. But yeah, that was I did I was doing that joke for like a week and then I gave it up. But one of the best moment one of the best moments of that bit was uh one night at Big Hunt, I think there, uh, someone started chanting milk, and the crowd was just going, milk, 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 milk. <laughs> so it was all worth it. Listen to your senior year girlfriend. I, I can't believe you were only doing it. felt like you were doing that bit for so long. <laughs> I felt like it was good forever <laughs> that you did forever. that fucking bit. But I also think when you're a new comic, you're like, spend a lot of time really paying attention to mm -hmm. everybody's sets again and again and again. So a lot of times like the jokes people were doing when you were new are like the ones that are stuck in your head. Oh yeah. Forever. Yeah. 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 And that was four years ago. Yeah. I'll always remember Petey's joke about the ladies, the ladies, the mentally disturbed lady singing gospel songs. <laughs> I'll never forget that one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Just the face he would make and how he would scrunch up his, going like this i forget what song it was <laughs> the gospel joint yeah, yeah. classic I, vintage pd yeah that was yeah. 2012 like i think Damn. when we first started right Nine yeah years ago, mm -hmm. we were that's when you were using your different last name back yeah, then i was using my government name at the time that's right you did that? <laughs> you yeah i started real like, name at any point I, in comedy known and I, a little bit and i was like oh i don't know if i can keep doing my double life without a disguise you know right right <laughs> i wish i had picked a new name it's too late for me now but now i'm just like <laughs> fuck now now if this doesn't work out i'll never be able to get another job yeah i just the I kind mean, of stuff i've put out it's like i can't come back from that man i'm stuck 
it's too serious. I'm all in. It's blood in, blood out, man. Speaking yeah. of all in, you moved to New York last year, right? Yeah, October 2019. Great Just timing. Time. Yeah. Great timing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah. Where? Yeah. What part? Can do you mind telling me what part of New York did you move to? Um, in like uh, central Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Did you like how? What was that like? That sort of like comedy culture shock. Um, well, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It's like that. I think that happens to a lot of people who move from like second level cities like DC mm-hmm. or Chicago or whatever your second level city is going to be. I think a lot of times you see the people who succeed are able to psychologically hack it and the people who don't, it's, be, it's mostly because of psychology. I've seen so many great comics go and then it's like, what happened? It's just because it's such a huge... It's such a huge shock to your ego to not yeah. be like a big fish in a small pond anymore. No one cares. They, yeah. they not only do they not care, they're also like actively against you because you're more, you're more competition. You're more log jam for yeah. them. They're just like, fuck this guy. I've like, you know, I've been scurrying around picking up acorns for my little spot, you know, right, right, not this right. fucking guy. And yeah. then especially bad if you're actually good. Yeah. <laughs> So I I knew that going in and it's like DC is represented pretty heavy in New York, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And like pretty good way. Like it's no, like no joke people like really at high levels. So <clears throat> that worked. And uh, yeah, I had stuff going on. Like I'd already been making a living from comedy. I already had a show at the Kennedy center. I already had worked with a bunch of headliners that were out of New York. So I was like, this is, this is the right move. Mm-hmm. right now but yeah bro i mean some people move too early and some people move yeah. right on time and it doesn't work but it's like you know I, w- I i mean i don't know if i knew if i knew what i knew now i maybe i wouldn't have moved but who knows man well i mean with a pandemic i feel like yeah. how were you, you supposed to know have you stayed there through the pandemic or did you do like yeah i mean we left i think right when it started we left we went and stayed with my parents in maryland in their basement for a little bit that's what I, I went and stayed with my in-laws in Maryland yeah. for a few months. Mm-hmm. How, what was that like? How long did you last? <laughs> did you last? I think Bro, we, we were there like six weeks. Oh. Yeah. But, I mean, uh. That's pretty long. I did yeah. three months, but six wow. weeks was probably right. Yeah. And no, you're newly married, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, what's, what's that like? That seems like a triple whammy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. No, I mean, well, luckily for me, like my wife is so supportive and she's very type A. So like, I was like, Hey babe, I think like, I think, I think I need to move to New York. Like, and you know, I was more mobile cause I'm like, you know, I'd already quit my corporate job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. And she just started applying for jobs. And like three weeks later, she had a job in New York that was going to pay our moving expenses. And like, give us a place to live for a month. So I was like, all right, (laughs) fucking let's go, babe. Let's fucking go. (laughs) We made it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, but yeah, no, I mean, it's been a funny, like we got married New Year's Eve, like 2019 into 2020. Wow. So like, we're like, this is going to be a great year. We just got married. We got this apartment. I'm making moves in New York. Now you got this great job. And then it was like, and then oh, right to your parents' house. Yeah, that's within the test. within twelve weeks, I was in my parents' basement. Just yeah. like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. <laughs> With my wife in my parents' yeah. basement. 
Yeah. And did she go crazy or like how did that? Well, no, actually, surprisingly, this is rare, but my parents and her get along really well. So (laughs) (laughs) that's how you knew she was the one. Yeah, bro. I mean, my yeah, my parents love her and she likes my parents. So, yeah, that's great. I I get along with my in-laws, but after three months, it was like, oh, dude, it was it was too much. Yeah, there's like get along with your in-laws, and then there's like live in their house for three yeah. months. Yeah, <laughs> with, and it was like similar where we had we had a baby in December. Oh my of god! Oh yeah. And then we moved in right when the pandemic started. Oh my god! Because I, I had no other way to get help with the baby. So yeah, and you have like a four-month-old. Yeah. Oh my god! Had a three-month-old. Wow. When it started. It was. Uh, I haven't met a girl I'd allow to introduce to my parents. <laughs> I yeah, I had a short list. I'm gonna be honest. It was. It wasn't, it wasn't like every everyone was getting to meet my parents. So. Right. Yeah. Was she the Was she the first one that got to meet your parents? Or no. Was no, but it was maybe there was like one other one. But the most, but the most important. That's cool that she's that she's chill with comedy. I always say that like a lot of people. And you probably get this too, Benji, where like a lot of people will ask me, like, how do you how do you keep a relationship and do comedy? It's like I just ha- got lucky where my husband also happens to love comedy. Uh. And he loves to like he probably likes it more than I do, I think. <laughs> form, like, he'll, like, Interesting. He'll, come, he'll like huh. come to shows because he likes. Oh, and after for you, it's a job. Not, yeah, yeah. For me, it's a job, and he's not sick of it. Like he likes to watch, especially like now that he knows every. He like likes to watch everyone and talk about who's getting better uh, or who's not. Oh yeah, my wife does not come to shows. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I you see but. you see this happens a lot, especially back in the open mic days. You see comics, they get a girlfriend. And you're like, oh, good for them. They got a girlfriend. That guy got a girlfriend. All right. Yeah. Great. Proud of you, bro. And then he then he makes a mistake of like bringing them to the shows. And then it's like, you're going to destroy that relationship. And then it's either. <laughs> yeah. And then like two weeks later, there's no the girl stops coming to the shows. And you're like, well, yeah, we broke up. Yeah. <laughs> or or they you stop seeing them around because they got a good good girlfriend or boyfriend and they're just like yeah this is way better yeah there's i'm thinking of someone who was like really pretty funny and she got a boyfriend and now they're married and it was just like oh yeah that was a much better move for you obviously yeah Yeah. well i feel like i've seen a lot of that since i since i started comedy where a lot of people like get a boyfriend or a girlfriend mostly it's because it's comedy's mostly dudes like mostly girlfriends and they'll be really excited about the girlfriend and within like six weeks they start to like taper off and then, like a year later, you're like, "What happened to that guy?" Mm-hmm. And you go on Facebook, and it's like, "Oh, he's in love." That's yeah, comedy's <laughs> comedy's really hard, man. It's harder than having a girlfriend, especially if you get a good 100%. girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's more like having a bad girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ver- comedy versus a good girlfriend. It's like a really easy choice. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, of course, the good girlfriend. But I was already in too deep when I met my wife. Yeah. Did you so, meet her? Did you? How many years in did you meet her? I don't know, like four or five or something. Yeah, something wow. like that. 
And so, she was cool. Did you bring her to any shows in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time she came to one, I was like, I better fucking do good. Because I've just been like, yeah, comedy is my passion. It's like yeah. my dream. It's like my whole life. And then imagine I go up there and I'm just like, yeah, so um, supermarket's kind of weird. What's up with all the yogurts? You know, just bombing. <laughs> but luckily I did good. She said she was nervous too. Because it's like, yeah. what if I sucked? Yeah. Yeah, and your totally. idea of this person is like totally... Yeah. No, I had a buddy. He was dating a girl and she was like an artist. And then I think their relationship kind of fell apart because he found out she was like a bad artist. She like wasn't good at art. <laughs> oh, I've dated several bad musicians before. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, you try to convince yourself like in the beginning. I was also like very young. And so I would like try to convince myself that it was just like a first album problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like he's finding his voice. He'll get better. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like a mute. You're like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Job loser. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and uh, no, that was that was not the case. And there comes a point where you're just like, I can't really commit to this relationship. Like, I can't go to these shows because I can't listen to this shit. Yeah, I mean, it's all yeah, yeah. But it's also sort of like, yeah, if the person is like that delusional, it's like well, that's a huge red flag about probably other stuff in their life, you know? Right, right. Like when their hit single is something named "Addiction" and they think it's uh, creative, and you're like, I, listen, this isn't gonna work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so you have you have a special that just came out right yeah thanks uh, for asking about it of course <laughs> this is like uh i like these like uh desk bits from late night shows hey. so benji i heard you just went to the zoo yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i was thinking about the gorillas no yeah, uh we've, we've never talked about this before <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i just i just released a special it's called so good it's on YouTube. It's kind of it's not traditional, um, and but it's still really fun. It's like it's cobbled together from a couple sets I did back in January at some of Martin Amini show, and I wasn't even planning on releasing a thing. It's just we had this great footage, and it, it was really fun. Back in so, January, like three days ago. Yeah, <laughs> towards the okay. beginning of January, and okay. like um, I wasn't planning on releasing anything, but you know. We had this like really high quality footage. The shows were really fun and it felt like I had just like in my mind, my first special. Well, I was supposed to shoot a thing at DC Comedy Loft. I don't know. if Well, you can edit that out. But uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, um, at a club in DC, mm-hmm. put that in. I was supposed to at a club in DC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to shoot an hour in April 2020, which was going to be like a polished hour or like my best bits in the, you know, headliner set kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be like my first special. And then obviously that didn't happen. Right. So I was like, fuck, I would, you know, I've been spending this whole time like, damn, I wish I like I kind of I'm like ready to get rid of a lot of that material. And like, I don't even have a good full thing of it. And then. Martin just convinced me to like release this anyway. And it, it's still like really fun. So I'll maybe there'll be a chance to shoot an hour again eventually. So this like this was never my dream of like my first special. But I was yeah. like, but I saw I don't know if you guys saw this, that Dion Cole thing where he he basically like he was supposed to shoot a Netflix thing 
in 2020 and obviously that didn't happen and so he just released all this tape of him like working it out and it's really raw mm -hmm. but it's no, awesome you should definitely check it out like i think every comic should watch it so yeah that week you know me and martin are doing these shows and we're hanging out and i'm watching this and i'm like oh i need to do that because i was like this is what stand-up should be it's so raw and it's kind of loose but it's like so fun so that's kind of what my special I was aiming for, kind of like loose and raw. Like it's like 30% actual written bits and like the rest is riffs and crowd work. Yeah, but, that's what it looked like. And I mean, that the big disrespect for anything like that because it was good, but it was definitely like riffing. And it I made me wonder though, how many people were in those audiences? Because it doesn't really show. Um, yeah, probably around like 15 per night. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds right because I recognize Martin's laugh the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like as like as like oh, this is this guy's first special. I don't know if it's like it doesn't hold up to like new in town or like whatever, killing him softly or something. Which was like my idea of what my first special would be. Right. But like, I'm like, this is fun, and I feel like if people watch this. And they like it, they'll definitely like me because I was being really raw. I didn't even know I was going to release it. So right. like, yeah, that, right. I, I, I still feel good. I think it looks great. It was shot it in like 4K. It looks awesome. It and, does look really good. And the lighting the lighting that he put together in that place, I have to say, is really good. Yeah, it looks like, like the, the set is cool. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah this yeah. is like... I, feel, I felt weird about it. Martin was telling me to kind of like size it to people when I was like promoting it, you know? Mm -hmm. He was like, say it's your best work. And I'm like, okay, but I don't think it's my best work, but it's still like, I had a great time and you can definitely tell. Cause I have tapes of stuff I did like longer sets where it just doesn't have the certain something to it yeah. that I've never released yeah. where I'm like, the jokes are working, the crowd's laughing, but I don't feel like I'm like firing on all cylinders. And this, even though I'm riffing and fucking around with the audience, a lot of it, I still felt like I was like really in the groove. Well, so also that's my pitch. I think specifically for camera, because I think this is a this is a thing where I think you see a lot of standups that we know that we've seen in clubs, and you'll see them just like absolutely crushing clubs, and then you'll see them doing a set on Netflix, and you'll hear the crowd laughing, but it just it's not the same. Right. It won't like blow up the same, and I think because the camera is such a different medium, and the camera picks up on authenticity so much better. So I think it's a better idea to do that. I think than like you know, the killing them softly sort of like exact, I mean, that's an amazing special, but I think especially today people crave sort of with the, in the podcast world, like people crave more, more of an authentic artist, I think in many ways. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the tone of this special is set off just right with the opening line. I really want comedy to work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just like, uh, the, that's what I like. Like you're saying, like I've seen so many Netflix things where it's like, I know this comic's great. Why does this yeah. suck? Like, what yeah. is? I don't know what it is. But yeah, like I, I've been kind of like, you know, I don't. You guys know Martin's definitely on this. Where he's just like, he's like, put out everything, bro. He's like, I don't know why people are sitting on stuff. Don't do that, bro. We're beyond that time. It's a new time. There's no more like that time is gone. You got to be like putting stuff out so i was like bro i feel good about it let's go you know well also that's i mean that's way better because then you don't have when you get to a certain point you don't have to deal with all these middlemen and their bullshit 
like there's a lot of middlemen, you know, like agents, studios, whatever, mm-hmm. that like you'll have like these guys who I'm married to one who like played lacrosse. I mean, love him, but like <laughs> married, you know, played lacrosse and like, I don't know, we're in a fraternity. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, this would actually be funnier. So why don't we film this when you do this? And right, like, right, right. I think, uh, yeah, that's going to be, I think for a lot of people, I think a lot of people will probably produce it themselves and then like shop it around. I think that's like, like, cause you just see, you watch some like sets that Netflix puts out and other platforms and you're like, who is behind like miking the audience and like who, Yeah. it's just like basic shit that you'd think you'd think someone would be aware of. And you're like, you fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. You fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Like, dude, there was Tim Dillon had a thing. I don't remember if it was half an hour or 15 minutes on Netflix a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. And, he was on one of those stand, one of those things. And it was just like the audience was dog shit. And it was like, this is yeah. one of the funniest new comics that there is. I know. And you made his thing bad. Like, you should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> he's, he's a perfect example of somebody where like. Netflix didn't showcase what a great comedy right. he has such a huge following I mean I don't know how huge but a pretty big following now that's just getting bigger and bigger right on with his podcast and social media and whatever right. because he's able to control all that himself yeah yeah I know nothing of special production but I wonder if it's just a lot different than what the Netflix people are typically used to in the realm of like setups and shit like that you know yeah because they, they put out so much comedy now and it gets that common critique anyway that it's just oversaturated and maybe they're doing too much. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're more like a quantity over quality. Yeah. Kind of thing, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Like with everything, with their shows, they're just like throwing anything at the wall and seeing what yeah. sticks. Because once in a while, they'll have just like, they you know, they'll buy. Did you hear about that thing about like that? Some Polish company made this like, it was basically like a 60, 50 shades of gray kind of movie. They just had this like hot yeah. guy and this hot girl and they show dong in it. Yeah. And like, it was just, it's just like, it's like, it's like a Cinemax porn basically for women. Oh, yeah. And it became this like huge hit around the world. They probably paid like pennies for it because it was just like right. this dog shit Polish thing. Like that's their model, you know? Yeah, just do a lot. <laughs> just, my my wife was watching it. Just <laughs> get dong in it. <laughs> no, the guy is like the lead guy is like a, this hot model guy, you know, and it's like kind of like weirdly line crossy sex scenes where you're like, okay, is this what women want? I guess, okay, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember the name. I don't remember it. It's Polish. I mean, it, I like. Oh, she's it's not clear. Her hair around too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, definitely, definitely check out the. Uh, the schlong movie on yeah Netflix. check out don't watch my special on youtube watch yeah, the schlong yeah. <laughs> watch the weird kind of rapey movie that's popular with women on netflix right 13 <laughs> right are you happy are you happy though that you got to film i mean that you filmed your special in i guess you were always going to film your first special in DC. yeah yeah i was always going to do it but yeah man i mean it's like 
I was all set up in March. I was like, all right, time to promote this thing and get people to show up and buy tickets, you know, and then like get a camera crew. I was all ready to do that. And then that's obviously like, so, yeah. but yeah, I mean, DC is a great comedy town. So. Fantastic. So what about, I, I noticed at the beginning of this special. So Martin said, you're doing the time machine at the stand. I mean, I guess they're closed now, but uh any plans for when things are coming back in new york or anything or yeah i mean it's like we did it there in february 2020 and we were on the books again and then you know obviously so i mean they're like they're doing their best to just hang on right now so like i don't know what the rules are in new york but you definitely can't gather like enough people to like make it worth it with the ticket sales for a show like that so but yeah that was more to just kind of size me a little bit because people yeah. don't know who I am. <laughs> I actually, I actually was talking about, and this is like not bullshit because you're on the episode. I was actually talking about that show uh, on another podcast a few days ago and saying it's the only roast show that I like because a oh. lot of roasts, there's something, there's something about it that I like. I don't know if I'm just too sensitive, but there's just something about like the meanness that I don't like. But the great thing about your show is like everybody's dead. Everyone's playing. <laughs> and I think it also makes it so much funnier. Yeah. I mean, I, some of those other, I love like a classic comedy central roast, you do? like, you know, a Deus style roast, you yeah. know, I love that stuff. I always watch those to get like in the writing mood when I'm like preparing for those shows. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the mean stuff is really funny. And I've seen some great like roast battle when that was the thing, you know, where comedians were doing that a lot. I've right. seen some great. I've also seen some pretty bad ones. Right. But yeah, this show, it's this show, that show's fun also because it's like, yeah, they're dead. Like, how can you be? Right. You can't be mad about it. Right. And I feel like the, <laughs> from a writing standpoint, it's such a fun exercise for anybody that's listening that doesn't know. But G has a show called Time Machine Roast, where basically he gets a bunch of characters from history and a bunch of comedians together and they just roast each other, right? Is that a good description? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll just have a random, you'll just have like Che Guevara and like Henry VIII and Cleopatra right. and, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Shakespeare. You right. know, <laughs> just, it's completely random. Right. And then, the, yeah. Does it, do, do the comedians choose? I can play him. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, do I have to wait for Pete Rose to die so I can play him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to wait for the him to be allowed in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my breath. Do you let the comedians choose who they who Yeah, they I usually let I usually let people choose. I want some them to do someone they're excited about and I basically it's like whoever you want really as long as they're not like too obscure. Right. And then the only rule is like no civil rights icons basically. Oh, that's smart. Which it would be funny for the comedians, but no one wants to hear jokes about like in the audience wants to hear like Rosa Parks jokes. Yeah, yeah. Over yeah. and over again, you know. Yeah. That's that's tough. You don't want to touch historical. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I always say, history is very problematic, and for that reason, I won't be teaching my children about it. Yep, nothing. Nothing happened before. No, but dude, that's the funny thing about the show is um, Sarome Russell, he was Thurgood Marshall one time. Mm -hmm. You know, like great, you know, the first black Supreme Court justice, like huge civil rights icon. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, there's not that much funny about him. He's just a hero. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So it ended up me just being roasting Baltimore and shit because he's from Baltimore. So it's, it's like, that's the fun thing about the show. And then, you know, I had a joke just because like people are always like, oh, is this some PC bullshit show? I had a joke like he helped, uh, he like helped integrate a movie theater. And I was like, that was great for black people and terrible for people who don't like people talking at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a little something for everyone in the show, you know? (laughs) Cool. Yeah. For every kind of audience member. For every kind of audience. Racist. (laughs) Vaguely racist. The yeah. secretly racist, yeah. legally racist, <laughs> legally racist. <laughs> racist according to Twitter, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much everyone. Yeah, <laughs> we got both I'm scared of Twitter now. Kennedy and Marjorie Taylor Green or whatever. <laughs> Bro, that her seeing her old Facebook post was one of the, it was like the highlight of my week, bro. Seeing what this lady, I was like, well, I can't I see. I, I I ignore her. Oh, bro, you missed her. out, bro. They elected like a basically imagine like those no, like blurry, her. unattributed like Facebook memes that you see yeah. from like yeah. random people that you know went to a comedy show in Lorton one time. You know those kind of people. Yeah, that is what she is. No, no, that. That is- she is a meme. She is one of those. It's like, you know, it's like uh, AOC is planning on making the flag illegal. You know, like one of those. Yeah. <laughs> She's planning on replacing July Fourth with Sharia Law Day. Share if you agree. You know, like. <laughs> She literally, dude, they found this post of hers from a few years ago where she was saying that the California wildfires were caused by Jewish lasers, that Jewish people have lasers in outer space and they were shooting them at California to start wildfires because they wanted a high speed train to go through that area. It's pretty, it's fucking awesome stuff. (laughs) She's making a lot of good points. I heard she was on the Jewish laser uh, train, but I didn't realize it was like that intense where she posted. The thing that's awesome about that is like, I don't know. I'm just, I just think that's so funny. I just like, (laughs) it's just like if Jewish people had enough, like they were, we were getting together to make like, lasers from outer space to start wildfires don't you think we would have just already gotten the train thing done like if we had enough wherewithal and like group cohesion and power to do that like it's like why would we waste our time right (laughs) (laughs) how what a jewish approach that is by the way yeah yeah no there's your your conspiracy theory isn't practical yeah (laughs) (laughs) we could cut a few costs if we just made the train without the laser Wouldn't we have done this already? I like the plan. Why so many lasers? More trains, less lasers. (laughs) Lasers? I don't know how a can open a wax. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. um, Yeah, so what? when's the next uh, disjointed special? (laughs) I don't know, bro. I mean, um, I'm coming down... I'm going to be featuring for Martin at this weekend at the draft house. Nice. So, oh, perfect. That worked out. Hey. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to come out of that. I don't know if I'll release a special from that, but like, yeah, I might 
there's something if you want to see me in person. Come to Arlington. Show you my space laser. You show me mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Benji will be clearing a way for you to get there with a space laser. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, One of the feedbacks I got on the special was from several people was almost verbatim. It was how do you get away with doing those accents? That was a, a common really? <laughs> feedback I got. Because <laughs> I do a couple of different ethnic accents. Because I I don't really do them in my jokes, but I was just fucking around there. And uh, yeah, come see, come to the draft house and see how many other accents I'll be able to get away <laughs> get with. Get away with. <laughs> see which ones I can and can't get away with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you call it? Would you call the sequel to the special Mo Good? <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go you will or is that like as that's bad smart as doing like a foreign accent it's like you know appropriation of aav <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the next one will be it'll be me and the the words will look like they'll be like diamonds and i'll be sitting in front of like a cadillac or something <laughs> it'll just look like a no limit records cover from the 90s or early 2000s that's what i'm gonna do pd i'm gonna well, just really yeah. lean into it yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> With a space laser. Hell right. yeah. And a parental advisor. Yeah, no. Someone, uh, someone was telling me I should change my name to Benji the Jewish Laser Himmelfarb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. important to have a niche, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like hamburger, you know. That'll be <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. I don't know. The Jewish laser Himmelfarb sounds a little bit. I think you could just call it like the Gamma J. I think <laughs> there you go. <laughs> J Gamma J Himmelfarb. <laughs> less. It's less of a space laser, more of a laser pointer. If you guys know what I mean, but. <laughs> Those laser pointers are deadly, man. I watched a guy on the New Jersey Turnpike, an old friend of mine, fucking put that on somebody, and he followed him for two hours. What? Yeah. Fucking around, putting that shit. Just a lot of crazy people. It just attracts crazy people. That's what the lasers actually do. Yeah, they'll follow you to Pennsylvania. They don't give a fuck. Damn. That's crazy, because you get laser pointer, they're they're very... They got a lot of range, you know, because like you they can do. like take down a plane with one or like a helicopter and you can also like entertain your cat for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you just mean range with like activities you could do. Yeah, so much stuff. I feel like it's a it's it is a very cruel game to play with your cat. It's like a cruel, like a uh, philosophical game. You're like, you can't catch it because it's not even there. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like throwing a ball or pretending to like 600 times with a dog, you know? Yeah. But that shit for dog, dogs like that shit. Like if you, if you throw them the ball, if you pretend to throw the ball, that's fucked up, but they'll throw, they'll go get that ball forever. Fuck yeah. But maybe, if that's think- like, maybe for a cat, it's the same way with a laser. They enjoy that. It gives them purpose. <laughs> kind of like, like a dead end job, you know? Wow. <laughs> this is one of the deep cuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Past the joint. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. So you got the draft house this weekend. And yeah. then uh, what's coming after that? Any <laughs> uh, 
we, do we you have a podcast, yet? right? Yeah, yeah. I have a podcast. It's called Spice Rack Boys with That's a, a Z. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's me and two of my not comedian friends, but we're friends from like way back. Um, I met one of them in Chicago. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you were there at the Laugh Factory that yeah, time. That was great. That was a great night. Yeah, you crushed that night. Thank you, man. Appreciate um, it. Uh, yeah. So it's my buddy Sook and my friend Sarish, and Sarish is a doctor, and Sook is like a designer, and yeah. so, but they're both funny, and we have like you know we're friends, so we have like a good like rapport. So we right. just fuck around and talk shit and just say whatever but it's really fun we've been getting good feedback i mean it's a new podcast we just started it i don't know like september or october mm -hmm. and we've been doing it over zoom but we've got we got the sound quality down so yeah it's been fun that's great Did oh, yeah. you, was that was that your idea to convince them no i don't know it just sort of came up naturally with all of us we were like hey, it'd be funny if like you the three of us had a podcast and we're just like eh, fuck it let's do it it was kind of an accident. I mean, like, I don't think it would have happened if like coronavirus hadn't happened, but right. But uh, yeah, right. it's been great, and I think it's cool to like that people are fucking with it. It's like a cool mm -hmm. thing to see. So mm -hmm. yeah, sure. check it out. We have a lot of clips up on my Instagram and our Instagram. So if you want to taste, it's funny. We were joking about like we're like I think we have more people who list watch the clips than even listen to the podcast. <laughs> They're like, I I'll just stick with the clips. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-five second doses. Exactly. Yeah. No, but it is. It, that's the funny thing about having a podcast. I'm sure you guys know about it too. It's just like some random person you never met will like message you about something you don't remember saying like three months ago. It's yeah. kind of a weird feeling. You're like, fuck. What else did I say? Yeah. You start to get nervous. <laughs> or you realize like how much about yourself you've said on a podcast. Oh my god. Yeah. I had a guy come to a show. And he was like, oh, I love your and Petey's podcast and, you know, your whole back. And he basically like listed my whole background to me. And he's like, Yikes. I like your story. And I was like, did I, have I said all that? <laughs> I was like, I thought, this, I thought we, have, we have guests on our podcast. I didn't realize that I even. You have, you just have 911 pulled up on your yeah, phone. Yeah, was, ready to dial. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, a lady followed me yesterday with all these inspirational memes and stuff about like cancer awareness. And I was like, doesn't she know I'm a piece of shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, you never know. You know, people, people have one face that they show to the world and then like what they really like. Cause that, yeah, that's like obviously, especially when you're doing like comedy podcasts, I think like any one of them, it's like, you get the feedback of like, this is how me and my friends talk when we're together, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like, people, people like are pretending that they're like good people, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whoever, that lady, if you're listening, I know your secrets, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So you got all that going on. Uh, the Spice Rag Boys podcast. Um, where can anybody get at you? Uh, yeah, just, you know, my Instagram or Twitter. It's at Benji Himmel, B-E-N-J-Y Himmel. And then my website, I guess, if you want to do it that way. I don't know. BenjiH.com. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. And is the other podcast on hiatus or is that done? Yeah, we're on hiatus. Denise had some, like project she was working on so we kind of put it on pause and then i was like i'm not going to turn down this opportunity to do one with my friends also mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, I mean, cool. me and Denise's might come back. That was good. Yeah. The 60-minute hate, right? Yeah. If you want to go listen to old episodes. We should put that behind a paywall or something. There's some wild sh- I listened to one, and I was like, I cannot believe this is, like, public. My wife made me take one down <laughs> because she was really? looking for jobs. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably just take them all down and put them behind, like, a paywall kind of situation. Right, right. There you go. Because, I mean, the, also just, like, some of the content we, stuff we said – and then, like, some of the titles were pretty wild. Also. Like, my wife was like, yeah, I was Googling my name and your podcast episode. It was called People Who Do Anal Are Braver Than the Troops. Can you maybe, like... <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, what did we talk about on that episode? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, man, like I said, I'm not employable, so... <laughs> Like PD reference from the beginning of the special, I need this to work out. So go right. listen to my podcast, watch my special, <laughs> follow my Instagram. <laughs> Come see me at the Arlington Draft House opening for someone else. <laughs> oh, boy. We're killing it out here. Yeah, bro. I like this. I like this podcast you guys got. It's like the least likely people to have a podcast together. It's like the least likely duo that I would have expected. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Originally, yeah. it was just me. I got tired of just hearing myself, you know? Yeah. Which is rare, but it happens. So this was a time in my life to kind of uh, reinvent a little bit. Nice. Yeah, I tell, I tell people all the time, Petey's like the most given co-worker i've ever had he, like <laughs> always listens to my ideas like he's and he always is down for like <laughs> crazy question I nice it's true it's true and people are because people say that a lot which is the reason that we do the podcast is because that's why it's called countercurrent because we're so different but pd's been like the greatest thanks pd yeah thank you yeah. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. Wow, that was really sweet. It's true. Yeah. You really uh, you know, <laughs> learn from doing yeah. this. Talk, I mean, there's enough shit talking, PD, out there. I don't need to add. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you don't want to because you're already on thin ice. Let me yeah, tell right. you. <laughs> Work wife is left than welfare queen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Benji. This was great. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Good to uh, see you yeah. guys. I haven't seen you guys in a fucking year. Is that, that's <laughs> true, in a long time. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, well, stay good. I hope to see you guys soon. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Peace. All right. Peace.